This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com, along with Aaron Beach, and we are at Heck Edson Pavilion, where Washington defeated Stanford 67-64 to with a mad rush by Stanford in the second half. But, uh, Aaron, you haven't had a chance to see these guys live that much, just impressions of what you saw today. Um, well, they definitely lived up to their billing defensively, that was for sure. Um, not that we didn't know that going into the season, that that was really going to be the hallmark of the team, but... Um, Boy, I think we, they've gone from being a potentially good defensive team to a potentially elite defensive team, and uh, that's a pretty big jump up. I mean, it's not like they're not winning because they're an effective or efficient offensive team right now. They're winning because they are so scrappy and disruptive, and I was just looking at the stats, and I did some math, and um, it looks like like 14 turnover or steals a game over the last five, you know, since conference play started. I mean... That's that's ridiculous. That's like double uh, the next closest team in the conference. So, um, yeah, that, that's what's you know definitely stood out to me. Not only the steals, but the turnovers. I think it was twenty-one turnovers tonight. Yeah, I, I mean that's just that's you know kind of a core principle of their DNA, and it's it's shown up. You know, um, I love seeing that. Uh, you know, they're starting to make jump shots too, right? They're starting to hit three pointers, and, and Coach Hopkins talked about that after the game. How important that was. Um, this team's pretty simple, right? I mean, they, they do some things really well, but they do some things really poorly. And when they do those poor things well, they win. And they've been shooting the ball well lately. And so, you know, they're winning. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy when I see this. It's almost like sharks in the water feeding frenzy. They smell a little blood, mm-hmm. and then they just amp it up. And the ringleader seems to be Dejon Davis on the defensive end. Yeah, he's filling in for that, you know, Matisse Thibel role now. I guess maybe that's what we call it now. And you, you start you hear Don McLean on the TV broadcast raving about Dejon and and you know of course it's not just him though I mean you've got elite defenders across that board and that's you know with Terrell who's just a ball hawk uh, and Emmett who's crazy disruptive I mean how do you how do you pass over those guys right and so they get so many easy deflections that turn into you know buckets on the other end of the floor um, <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch yeah I put out on Twitter yesterday when you see Terrell Brown you see a little bit of Isaiah Thomas you see yeah. a little bit of Will Conroy you see a little bit of Andrew Andrews with a little hint mm-hmm. of Alvin Snow in there yeah. you know these local guys and he's just kind of got a mixture of all those guys but the one thing he is he is t- I mean that he's tough he's as tough as anybody who's come through this program yeah he is and he's so slippery he's so deceptive and you know, um, it's funny to see a guy out there who's like six one, six two, and who doesn't shoot three pointers. Although today he shot seven of them. What was he? How many? Three of seven. Today? Three of seven, which is phenomenal for him. And if you get that out of him, every couple of games you're going to win a lot of ball games. But uh, 
yeah, he's one tough cookie. Um, he's playing with so much pride, playing in front of his friends and his family back here at home on his, you know, his final go around to college basketball and you see it in him. He loves, he's embraced being that leader for this team. Um, and, uh, you know, he's really com- become a joy to watch. He's really good at driving to the basket. He's really good at pulling up on that drive to the basket and he's really good at drawing fouls. Yeah. I mean, I'll, everything you said there is true. Um, you know, but the other thing that he's started doing over the last, especially the last couple of weeks since conference play, is he's distributing the ball more, right? He's sharing and setting other guys up. Um, you know, Hawk was talking about, or I guess at the, you know, during the post game press conference, uh, um, Terrell was talking about, you know, finding Jamal, right, for three pointers. And in that first half, they had a, they were connected, right? They were in sync, and uh, Bay made him pay with those, you know, open shots that, you know, were all set up by Terrell's, you know, driving lanes and people having to on him well you take a guy like Terrell and now they've scouted him and now they're trying to take things away and if you're going to take it away I'm going to feed Jamal and if you got Jamal Bay or Cole Bajma mm-hmm. hitting those threes it just that's cha- that just changes things mm-hmm. yeah and not so much tonight but uh, Dejon Davis hit a couple of three-pointers the other night Emmett's been shooting more three-pointers and connecting um it's amazing how much better an offense looks when you hit a few three-pointers right we always say that every year but this year in particular it's Generally speaking, such an ugly offensive team, right? That I mean, they, they got a bunch of guys that attack the basket. But once you start opening things up with those made three-pointers, and I think I was looking at stats earlier in Washington's third in the conference during conference play in three-point shooting. Like, what? That's surprising to me. But you can see the effect it's having. They've won three of the last four games, and it's for two reasons. They are... Getting, it after, getting after it defensively, and they're making three-pointers. Well, the big thing is, is what was actually killing them, you know, the last couple of years and early in the season was they get killed on the boards. Mm-hmm. They got killed on the boards again tonight. They did. 47 to 26. They got out-rebounded by 21. Yeah. But the difference, if you're going to get 21, if you're going to force 21 turnovers, you can get out-rebounded and still win a game. No, that's a that's a great point, and I was thinking about that it's possession. It's possessions. Absolutely. You can be a, a bad shooting team as long as you're a good rebounding team, but they're, they're, they're neither a good shooting team or a good rebounding team. Um, so to me, I, I'm kind of shocked by the results that they're having. They're getting the extra possessions by, off of defense. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they're getting all those breakaways. Right, that Terrell gets down the floor and he's there before you know anyone else can get to him. Yeah, no, it's just kind of crazy to see that. And Jamal Bay cooled off you know, definitively in the second half, but boy, in the first half he was just on fire. Yeah, he was on fire. You know, we've all been waiting for that light to come on, you know, for four years now, and and if we can see that, you know, even if it's inconsistent over the you know this last couple months of his you know college career, uh, you know, it's going to have a big impact on this team as they try to you know go into the conference tournament with a lot of momentum. And Dejon Davis, again, Pied Piper on the defensive end. And, you know, Hopkins talked about how that may have been a little bit weird. Well, a lot weird for him sure. playing Stanford because he knew everybody on that team. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I guess on one side, he's, he's such a great kid, right? And, um, you know, takes, you know, basketball with so much pride and confidence and, confidence and professionalism. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're all emotional. And it had to be, I mean, he spent a big chunk of his life down there. You know, it's easy to see what Nate Roberts is, is not doing, you know, on the offensive end. <laughs> on the offensive end, he's just not very skilled offensively, you know, and it just seems to lead to a turnover. But you can't take away from that his rebounding and his uh, defensive play. Yeah, you know, all it really, a couple more boards a game from Nate is all you're really looking for at this point, right? I mean, honestly, I, I think we, whatever expectations we had are, 
you know, ha- have kind of evaporated. But uh, he's still playing a pretty big need, and he does bring a lot of energy, right? He's intimidating. He's physical. He does get after it. He has fairly mediocre rebounding instincts, and that's where things struggle. But at the same time, um, when he's playing with energy, he's disruptive and effective. Well, they, Stanford, I don't know if you could tell on TV, but he's so big. I mean, Stanford's a big team. Yeah. I mean, they're a real – what did Hop say? 6'4", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", 6'11". You know, so, I mean, they were really long. And, you know, but also with, um, you know, the game against uh, Washington State, I believe Stanford down 13 at the half, came back with a 23-point run. You knew at some point yeah. Stanford was going to make a run. Yeah, I, I mean, well, in every game, and, and frankly, Washington has that period – of malaise, defensive malaise, where they're they're not getting after it with the same energy, and it, it's typically a seven or eight minute stretch where we've seen it, the, and we saw it again today, and that's really the limiting factor for them. To me, is you know if they can bring it forty minutes a game, all of a sudden Washington's a you know they're contending for conference title, right? I mean, well, this is not only a completely new team, you know, with guys trying to figure out each other and gel a little bit. But they also revamped the coaching staff. And, you know, Hopkins talked about that with Wiking and Quincy finally starting to get an understanding of everything. And it just seems like things are kind of gelling a little bit. They're going to have those periods where it doesn't look really good. But it just seems like they're starting to have longer periods of that gel. Well, just watching um, particularly Quincy in pregame warm-ups and bringing that energy, bringing in that same energy that Will did, yeah. right? Uh, getting these guys motivated before games, and he, they're definitely having a big impact. Um, I love the potential of this assistant coaching staff. Um, they're one of the things that excites me most about what they're doing right now, and um, I, th- I think we're seeing it, and we're going to see them keep getting better. It's funny because I was thinking, you know, watching Hopkins, you know, post game, how much different is this team from last year's team? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we never have to talk about last year's team again, I'll be happy with it, but it's, uh, it's a whole different animal now, and it's you know, even though, I mean, really, they're a 500 team, right? Yeah. But they're an awful lot of fun to watch. I really, I mean, they're fun for fans to pull for. you got all these hometown kids who are really showing out, right? And, um, you know, these were prep heroes, right, that have grown up through the system and through the Rotary and the Garfield and all this. And, and um, these are meaningful things that uh, people come to the stand, you know, they... They come to Washington games to see these local kids shine, and that's exactly what's happening. Well, when you take a look out on the floor and you look at the experience, mm-hmm. I mean, how much experience does Terrell have? How much experience does Dejan, Jamal well, These Bay, guys are like, what, 24, 25 years old? Yeah. Kids. And, I mean, the last couple of years they've been playing with 19- and 20-year-olds. Yeah. It makes – I mean, you coach – Girls basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to drive you nuts when you put the young girls out there. You'd rather have those older girls in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, but even older guys, you know, and they talked about it during press conference was, uh, you know, it still took them time to gel and to figure out. But you saw the chemistry, particularly between, um, you know, Terrell and, you know, tacking the basket with him and Emmett. Right, that didn't happen overnight. That's taken a couple months for that really to connect. Right, but um, it's getting better and better and more fluid. Well, the thing that you know, I still think Washington's got a lot of growth. I don't think they've peaked mm-hmm. by any means because I still think that there's a lot left in the tank with PJ Fuller, Jackson Grant. I think still yep. got some. You're going to see an improved Jackson Grant this yep. year, and Cole Bajima has uh, really found some confidence. Well, so and it's going to be key to get those three in particular revved up. Uh, for March, not because Washington's making it to the tournament on its own. It's going to need to win the conference tournament to do it. But to me, 
they're probably the toughest out in the conference tournament just because how do you game plan for that zone when you've got like, you know, 15 hours before the next game? I said this at the beginning of the year. At some point, Washington was going to be a team that you wouldn't want to play. Mm-hmm. They're becoming that. They are. That's, um, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what – and I don't know necessarily how do you prepare for going into the Pac-12 tournament when it's the middle of January, right? Because we're not preparing to win the conference title at this point. Um, you know, they're not going to go to the tournament on their own, right? But to me, they still have a very legitimate path, right? I'm not – you know – there's, all bets are off at this point. That's the team that you don't want to mess with. Maybe them and USC when they get to, to Pac-12 tournament time. Yeah, you know, in the media, you didn't know what to expect out of this team. Nobody really knew because nobody had seen them. They are picked to finish last. It's like somebody said, picked to 13th, 13th in, <laughs> in a 12-team conference. But uh, uh, I'm encouraged. They've got Oregon State and Oregon this coming week. And if they can get a split on the road, I think I, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, those are both, I mean, frankly, winnable games. Winnable games that the shots are falling. If not, <laughs> they're probably losses. But, um, you know, to me, the trajectory is going the right way, right? They've got momentum. Um, they believe in each other. And you see it in their body language, right? They, they're energized. They have not... I mean, this point last season, we're talking about last season, but at this point last season, God, those guys, you could already tell they were just miserable going out there and really hated playing with each other. It's totally opposite right now. Well, that's what's interesting, you know, is because I talked to Hop quite a bit during the offseason. He's just cap on saying, Kim, I don't know how many games we're going to win, but I really like this team. Mm-hmm. I really like this team. And I, like, I don't like not only like the team, but I like the guys. There's a lot of good guys on this team. There are, and the fact that most of them are from, you know, our local kids makes it even better. Yeah, so, all right, final thoughts, Aaron Beach, before we wrap this up? No, I mean, people need to get out here and watch them play. I mean, this is a team, I think, worth investing some time into, so if you're a fan and you, you know, you're on the fence about getting out here and come see these guys, it's worth it. Terrell Brown, we haven't seen a player like that in a while. No, we haven't. I mean, he's doing all the things that Quade almost did. Yeah, no, he's, he's putting the team on his back. So, yeah. anyways, from all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Aaron Beach. Go, dogs. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.